Two talented players from two of the top high school football states in the country are looking at the University of Utah as they've named them to their top six and four lists, respectively. What does that mean for the Utah program? And what kind of a chance does Utah have to land these two guys? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We're available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, And when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, that's all caps, LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So once again, that code is LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all caps, no spaces, LOCKEDON. College. So make sure you guys head over to Bird Dogs and get on that offer. And we'll hear a little bit more about our friends from Bird Dogs in a couple of minutes. But first, I want to tell you about me. I'm JT Mr. Steele, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And I want to talk to you about some recruits that this Utah football team is trying to bring in. Also, if you guys are big on recruiting season, this is going to be the place for you. We're in the off-season mode, obviously. We're 99 days away at the time this episode will come out. From football season getting back underway. So we're talking about the future and all the recruits as a lot of the talented players in the class of 2024 are narrowing down to their list to the top four to six to even in someone we'll talk about the very end to close this show out uh, 10 schools they're kind of looking into at the moment and that's kind of what we'll be talking about over the next few weeks on locked on Utes. so make sure you guys like subscribe in the show also friday's show going to be a q a so make sure you guys submit your questions on social media you can message me at jt wister still or send in your questions to locked on Utes at our normal twiddle hander or just leave them in the comments below and we'll be answering those on friday's show but as i said let's start out here talking about some of the talented recruits that are recently narrowed down their list of schools and Utah is included in the mix. And first let's start with Chris Johnson. When you talk about Chris Johnson, talk about a four-star corner, 6'1", 180, Alito High School. This guy is a state champion, second team all district, had two interceptions last year, 29 and a half tackles, two of those for loss, also had two fumbles recovery. And some of you may listen and go, well, he only had two interceptions. That's not a lot. When you're as talented as Johnson, he's a four-star. You're not going to get targeted a lot in the high school level because high school quarterbacks are going to go through the reads. They're going to look and go, oh, hey, he's draped all over my guy. And also high school quarterbacks watch film and they're probably like, man, look how good Johnson is. I, I want to do everything I can to avoid him. Right. So Johnson, a very potent corner, and he's someone who's narrowed it down his top six schools. And Utah finds themselves as one of the three Pac-12 schools in the mix for him. It's SMU, Arkansas, Arizona State, Oregon, Utah, and also Louisville. I don't know why I hesitated uh, at the Louisville logo as I spaced on them for a moment, but uh, Louisville, all the schools in the top six, in his final six right now. I also like the graphic he designed. He did a, kind of a Stranger Things logo on his Twitter to announce it. Um, a nice touch by the graphics design department, or if that was just he decided to make that on his own, but either way. But let's talk about what Johnson would potentially bring to this team. So sure, he's very accomplished at the high school level, but what does he offer? Well, the first thing I really liked about, about him is the length. I think he's got long, lengthy arms that would allow him to break up passes, and I think he could play on the outside of the Pac-12 level. 
He's a guy who can get in receiver spaces or play off coverage a little bit. He's comfortable operating either way. Also, exceptional athlete, can run stride for stride with some of the fastest receivers in the state of Texas, one of the top high school football states in the country. When we talked about, you're talking about high school football, at least the three most prominent states, I would say most of the talent and the best players overall come from California, Texas, and then Florida as well. And we'll talk about guys from Texas and California in today's episode. But we know Utah's added some guys from Florida too are exceptionally talented, like Jalen Glover, who may be buried on the running back depth chart again this year. But I think next year, and especially the next two years, we could really see this offense run through Jalen Glover, especially as they'll be trying to figure out who their next quarterback is going to be. But getting back to Johnson, so just an exceptional athlete who can run stride for stride with guys down the sideline, can great hips too, can quickly flip those and change directions with the receivers he's battling with cut them off and stay with them over the middle of the field really good reactions to an awareness there's the very first play on his huddle highlight from him. you guys can click on it and watch it is he's coming down getting in the receiver's face um, jams him at the line ends up getting locked up with him thinks it's kind of going to be a receiver screen scenario and quickly looks over to see the ball coming recognizes it's coming right at him quickly discards the receiver he's blocking makes the grab and then ends up breaking a ton of tackles on his way for the touchdown at six and that's the nice thing too is this is a guy who can pick off those passes i know he only had the two interceptions but as i mentioned it's not really his fault the teams didn't really want to throw at him so to me he's a special corner a special outside talent that ability to quickly react a high football iq good awareness too also just possesses that IQ, as I talked about. Hits hard. He doesn't bite on double moves. That was something I was really impressed by. A couple times on his film, you can see receivers trying to fake a quick slant or fake like they're going a comeback or a curl route, and then they're going deep. And Johnson just sits on it. He has a really good job, remains patient, doesn't get over-aggressive in those situations. Also does a really good job of pushing receivers out of his out of bounds with his body. And what I mean by that is he doesn't get receivers. Don't run up on him. It's not like he just pushes them out of bounds, right? That's a flag. You can't do that. But he runs with them and cuts off the sideline a little bit so when those receivers want to try to get past on the outside they're forced to step out of bounds can't step out of bounds and come back in so it's just kind of a subtle thing that johnson does very well is plays that tough coverage and doesn't give up much ground of separation so it just forces those receivers to naturally step to the outside all out of bounds and he's always seems to be in the right place with his body in a position to make a play and able to knock those passes away at the right time so i am a big fan of chris johnson the second game i think it'd be a great get for this utah team i think it's great they're named to the top six. Now, look, this is some stiff competition. I've, we've talked about a couple other guys, and I've talked about, like, man, I feel great about where Utah is in this one. This one could definitely go a couple different ways. I mean, look, Arkansas and SEC school on the rise after they were top 10 last season under Sam Pittman, but then kind of fell off a cliff, obviously. Louisville, Arizona State, SMU, all programs I feel like that are either on the rise or going to, to continue to kind of trend upward at the moment. And then, look, Oregon and Utah are the two best schools on this list right here. Oregon just put a corner in the first round in Christian Gonzalez, but Utah has a lot of recent success with corners, right? Look, Clark Phillips fell in the draft a little bit, but Clark Phillips was one of the biggest cornerback names in college. He was tied for the interception lead in college football. He did every, The reason Clark fell was because of his height. Like, if it wasn't for his height, I think if Clark was – 6'1", 6'2", he's absolutely a first-round pick without a doubt, right along with Gonzalez and those guys because that's what he showed on tape. But those questions remain about him being able to cover the best guys at the NFL level, and teams don't typically take slot corners in the first round. So I think that's just the concern that caused Phillips to fall at least early in the draft the first couple rounds and didn't get himself drafted till the fourth, and that's obviously won't be a problem for Johnson. But we saw Jalen Johnson go in the second in a redraft. He would obviously go very high. So Utah's had a lot of success putting corners out into the NFL and look guys corners have come into Salt Lake too and they stand out instantly here that's the other thing Utah offers right 
Oregon, maybe their recruiting classes, well, not maybe, but their recruiting classes are a little bit higher, right? So it's going to be a little harder to play early on versus Utah might give you an opportunity to play right away that you might not have at some of those other places. So I definitely think that Johnson and is really in the mix when it comes to Utah. I think, or I should say Utah is really in the mix for Johnson. I think he wants to come to a place where he can win right away. What better place to do that than a place that's coming off back-to-back Pac-12 championships? Now that he's coming off the state championship, he might be coming off back-to-back state championships, depending on the year Alito Texas has this coming season in the 2023 high school season down in Texas. But if he wants to continue to win, have an opportunity to play right away, and compete, as I said, and get get his tools and skills developed to reach the NFL level. I think that's what makes Utah really appealing. But this is going to be a fun race. A lot of really talented schools vying for the services of Chris Johnson, an extremely talented cornerback out of Texas. But he's not the only talented player that the Utes currently were luck- currently got to see that named, as we said, Johnson named Utah to his top six. Our next player we're going to discuss named Utah to his top four. And we're going to touch on him in a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about a great offer from our friends at Bird Dogs. Guys, I just got my custom pair of Bird Dogs and I love them. I wear them around all the time. They're really comfortable, whether I'm just chilling at home, watching some of the NBA playoffs we have going on, or I'm going out with friends. I wore them out with, to some food trucks last week. They're really comfortable to walk around in, sit down in. I look and feel better while wearing Bird Dogs, the stretchy fabric makes my legs look great and they're comfier than my other shorts and pants they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts and pants on the golf course to a meeting a date or even hanging out with friends people love bird dogs look college football nerds they say they're the perfect pants for dads that have a little extra gut bird dogs make them look great and feel comfortable the pardon my take host pft famously never wears pants and the only shorts he truly loves are bird dogs burt krischer's another one who wakes up at his late house wearing bird dogs constantly so you guys can go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code locked on college, once again, all caps, no spaces, locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dog Yeti style tumbler with every order. So make sure you guys head over to birddogs.com to get in on that great offer and use that promo code. All right. We just talked about Chris Johnson. What he could add to this team is a nice shutdown corner on the outside. Uh, could be another four-star corner to added to this room. If you can give me a four-star corner room, by the way, of CJ blocker, Smith Snowden, and also Chris Johnson, that is, woof. <laughs> that gets me pretty fired up. I tell you what, right away, if that was what Utah football was rolling into the 2024 season with, that's what the group would be coming up. But Utah always looking to get a little more explosive on the outside, right? They've been at it and talking to a lot of different transfer receivers during the portal. And they're talking with an explosive receiver and Anthony Himes who named Utah to his top four schools, Himes out of Orange Vista High School in California. As I mentioned, California, another one of those states, like just to me, if you Come If you produce in California, if you produce in Texas, you produce in Florida, you're producing against some of the top high school talents and teams in the country. So that means I, that just gets me excited when I hear you're from those states. Like it's not from a smaller state in the middle of nowhere or anything like that. I'm not going to name any states because I don't want to throw some shade, but it's just kind of like, man, I haven't seen a recruit named out of there in a while. Like you guys look up the top high school football players to come out of Florida, Texas, and California. You'd be blown away. It's a lot of the best players in the NFL currently or in the past, but either way, Himes, the 2024 receiver, 5'10", 175, named Utah the top four, like I said, San Jose State, Nevada, Washington State, and Utah, the top four vying for Himes. And look, usually I talk to you guys about what the player brings first. I'm just going to come out and say this right away, and it's not even close to me. Utah's by far the best option. And I think if Himes, um, look, maybe his top priority will be to play right away. And maybe that's what Nevada, San Jose State, and Washington State would have the opportunity to give him. But 
Look, he's going to have a chance to come in and compete with this Utah football team because that's how Kyle Whittingham and co run this ship. They allow guys to come in right away and be able to have an opportunity to compete and vie for a spot. They run a very tight ship too. So give him credit for that. And look, Whenever guys come in, they're going to have a chance to play if they're ready to go. So it's going to, it's always hard for true freshmen to play, especially in this system. But Himes, if he thinks he has an opportunity to do so, maybe he'll come to Utah. And obviously, look, like I said Utah's the best school. So you want to win Pac-12 championships. You want to play on a big stage, be developed, you're potentially an NFL player. I know Utah hasn't had a lot of NFL receivers as of recently, but Coach Witted is going to be trying to change that for this team. And based on some of the talent he's bringing in, I, I think he can overall. So Utah, obviously the best of the bunch. It just depends on what Himes' priorities are and what he wants to do in his college career, if he wants to play right away or if he's willing to wait a little bit and kind of sit behind some talented guys. You know, it's the reason Utah was able to get Clark Phillips, right? He's Clark, and not just because the defensive coordinator went to Boston College, but, of course, yes, the defensive coordinator was the cornerback's coach that was recruiting him, but also Clark saw an opportunity to play early on. That's not going to be the case for Himes if he comes to Utah more than likely just because we don't see that out of a lot of receivers. Although Mikey Matthews trying to make that a special exception this coming season, and he's going to have an opportunity to do so. But what does Himes bring to the team? Well, number one, he's an exceptional athlete. He's a guy that actually didn't get as much run on the outside as he deserves because Look, he's this Orange Vista High Schools. He was a large part of their offense. He only had, he didn't have a ton of catches on the season, but he averaged 21 yards a catch while being used mostly as a running back. And you can see what a special athlete he is when, during all those snaps he got at running back and a couple on the at receivers we'll talk about. But just a great athlete. He's great after the catch too, where his quickness and breakaway speed allow him to make plays downfield. He's a guy, too, I think about how much Jalen Dixon was involved in the sweep game this season. Himes would excel in that. He'd be able to beat linebackers to the edge. Also, really good vision to avoid tackles in the open field that I think would make him useful, too. I think he's someone fun, too, you can use as maybe early on. He's not ready to play on the outside, but you're like, hey, let's bring him in on third down and have him be our receiver out of the backfield. I think he's really hard to tackle and take down in that kind of a position just because of that short area quickness, the burst, the cuts, the speed he has. He's the kind of guy who can stop on a dime and then re really quickly get back up to that top form while evading defenders. So I really love the breakaway speed. That's a big thing. This isn't a guy who gets caught from behind very much at all. He's also got really good vision, takes the top off a of defense as a receiver. You just tell this dude to run a go, and he's going to get behind a defense because there's not many corners who can run with him at the high school level at all. He's also a speedy route runner, does a good job slowing down to make grabs if he does overrun the ball, but is willing to sell out to dive and make some of those tough catches too. I mean, hey, you don't have his 21 yards to catch without being the late deep threat, right? You can get it done over the middle of the field or flying just upfield, as I mentioned, with that devastating track speed he has got. He can run over or around defenders too. He's got strong legs that can spin out of tackle and really is a guy who fights for every single yard. So definitely count me as a fan of what Himes could do for this program and Look, it's going to be interesting to see, right? Because like I said, I just when you look at it, Utah is clearly his best offer overall amongst these other schools, but does he want to play right away? Maybe that's where one of these other schools makes more sense for him in the short term, or does he look at it and, and think about it more of a situation as like, man, I know I could play right away at some of these places, but I, I see an opportunity to join a special program right now that's clicking on all cylinders that by the time he potentially were to commit, if he committed after the season, Utah could be coming off three straight Pac-12 championships and could be their offense could look even more explosive with Brent Keithy having a big year, Devon Vele, Money Parks, uh, Micah Pittman could be transferring, having a big season, Kaiko, Mikey Matthews, look, multiple receivers are going to have a year. And no matter what happens is your Devon Vele is going to be gone. I do expect, like, Emory Simmons would be gone too. Micah Pittman, chance he's back, but... He might end up going if he has a big year, like late in the season when he comes back, he might try to go go pro too. So lots of things to monitor and just keep an eye on overall for 
is the Utah receiver room and how Hymas fits into it. But I think he would add some talent here. He's another guy. Look, he's not a four-star. He's not what Johnson is, but that's before the season starts too. I think more guys could get in, could watch this guy and his value could be raised. And once again, there's a reason that Utah is able to win back-to-back Pac-12 championships with just landing their highest ever recruiting classes because they found these diamonds in the rough. And I see what the coaches see in Hymas. I, I think he's got that. I see what Coach Witted sees in him as well. I think he's got that special ability and that speed. You know, just develop him a little bit, and he could be a threat on the outside for a couple of years at Utah. And one of those guys who flies under the radar, and that could be a huge benefit to the Utah football program. So definitely a fan of Himes, and I'm curious to see if the program is going to be able to land him. So that'll be something that's interesting to keep an eye on overall as my dog Thor makes a cameo and made a little bit of noise, wanted a little bit of airtime on this one. Thor also t- telling me it's time to get into our next segment because we do have one more topic to talk about before we get out of here. But uh, either way, just to put a bow on Johnson and Himes, I think it's great that they both named Utah into their top six and four schools respectively. And I think they just got a shot of both of them. So going to be interesting to see how those recruiting races play out. And it's definitely something we're going to continue to monitor on Locked on Utes. Last thing I want to talk about, and I mentioned him last week when we talked about on quarter canyons, Isaac Wilson, obviously a phenomenal quarterback prospect, number one player in terms of quarterbacks in the state, but he's not the number one overall player in the state. It's actually Isaiah Garcia, who is now the tackle for corner Canyon. He was originally at Cypress high school, just transferred over to join the chargers. And he simply put the best player in the state, according to 24 sevens rankings and Garcia, you're talking about a guy, six, five, two eighty, a four star under armor, all American just an exceptional tackle. I've talked about him a few times on this podcast, but I, I think he is a great athlete at the tackle spot. I think he possesses great strength, really good footwork, uses his hands really well, does a good job climbing to the second level, working with his teammates, can take on linebackers, can get out in space in the screen game and make things happen too. I'm a huge fan of Garcia. He's a four-star right now. And look, just once again, just an incredible player. And he named his top 10 recently. Here's his top 10. It goes as follow. It's a big top 10, obviously, because it's 10 rather than the six of the four and all the other ones we've been talking about. So right now for Garcia, it's Nebraska, UCLA, Miami, Alabama, USC, Oklahoma, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Utah. Oof, there's a lot of schools in there. And especially I look at someone like Alabama, I'm like, geez, Alabama's always one of those schools like, Look, especially for all you guys who were probably out, grew up out here in Utah, right? As, as you know, I didn't grow up out in Utah originally. Like, I just, I see the appeal of going to Alabama when you are an elite and a top competitor because, look, Alabama is in a position every year where they're winning national championships. Utah's not in that position. They're winning Pac 12 championships. And the one thing that Utah can offer that maybe that I almost positive Alabama couldn't is Utah might give Garcia a chance to play earlier on. If he when he were to if he were to join the team in the 2024 season now Caleb Lomu Spencer Fano if we see Falcon Capitula staying on the year it's going to be some competition for him at the tackle spot but as I mentioned he'll at least have a chance to play right away but look if you get an offer from a school like Alabama I just think that's hard to turn down because Alabama has a proven track record with offensive linemen they've put more into the NFL than any other school pretty much I make up maybe Georgia recently has had a couple but once again like just if you can get a chance to go and learn from guy like Nick Saban, who's won so much at this level, have a chance to win national championships, which are obviously, for a lot of these recruits going in, they would rather win a national championship than a conference championship, which is kind of what Utah offers right now. And look, Utah could have a, I still think Utah could have the type of season that TCU just had, right? Where somehow they make it to the championship game. And I'll say this, I think they put a better fight against TCU too. Um, but there, I look, it's hard when you have some of those mismatches in the trenches that Georgia obviously was able to overwhelm TCU in that regard. But 
once again, I think it's possible for Utah to have that diamond in the rough, like crazy kind of season, but it's just hard to consistently do it at that level when you're not recruiting at the level that an Alabama, Georgia, and those schools are doing. So I, I just think an Alabama offer is going to be very tempting. It's going to be hard to compete with. We know what Oregon and the success they've had with offensive linemen, Penesuel being the recent one, Miami led by Mario Cristobal, an offensive line coach. And I know the Hurricanes had a down year last year, but still Nebraska. Shout out to Tyler Kanaka, who just recently committed to Nebraska, by the way. Um, just a great guy for the Utah football team who transferred after two years, I believe, with the squad, um, wasn't going to end up playing for the team and just decided to take an opportunity somewhere else. And I'm glad he's at Nebraska now. That's a guy who did a ton for the community. So very happy for Kanaka and hoping he gets the opportunity with the Cornhuskers in the near future. But as I said with Garcia, he is an incredible talent. This is a competitive list as it's going to be when you're talking about someone as talented as Garcia. I mean, look at all these programs too. Like Nebraska's on the rise, UCLA's on the rise. I still think Miami's going to be on the rise after the season. Alabama, it's Alabama. They could win the national championship this year. USC, Caleb Williams, what they could do again. And look, you, I still think Utah's going to be better than USC, but USC with the cachet of going to the Big Ten, that's going to be appealing. Oklahoma down last year, but it's still Oklahoma. Any year they could get back up. Oregon and Washington, two of the top brands in the Pac-12, and both have had success with offensive linemen. Stanford's even had success with offensive linemen. The Cardinal probably the one on this list that sticks out to me, just because. Look, and I know Nebraska, you could say that out too, but I just I'm a big believer in Matt Rule, so I think he's going to get things rolling there, but definitely not a for sure thing. So something we'll have to watch and monitor. But I think it's great that Garcia is in the top t- has Utah in his top ten. He's a guy who's going to be playing. Just down in Draper. So if you want to see what this guy's made of, make sure you guys head out to Corner Canyon at some point this season and watch Wilson. Um, you also see Cash Dillon, who we talked about a few weeks back. There's at least three guys, if not more, the Utah football team is going to be interested in off this Corner Canyon team because they're so loaded with talent. And one of those guys is Garcia. And look, if Utah could have another big year, it didn't really seem likely they're going to land Spencer Fano until after that Pac-12 championship. So it's amazing how things can change, and it's good just to be in a mix for a guy as talented as Garcia. And look, this Utah football team's in the mix for a lot of talented players, and that's where we're going to continue to talk about on Locked On Utes this week. There's a couple of really talented players have set their visits with this team. Also, a few other guys kind of continue to narrow down their list, and Utah landing in the top five of a few sensational four-star players and we'll be breaking down their games what they could bring to the program on tomorrow's locked on Utes. but we appreciate you guys listening as always and we'll see you tomorrow on locked on Utes.